Hello, this is Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Al Pascal, who is the COO and co-founder of Breach Clarity. Al, welcome. Hey, Nick. So, um, new venture for you. So, obviously, a bit of a change from the analyst role. So, how's that transition been? Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a whole new world. You know, used to running a business, not used to starting one up. Um, so, I'm gaining a newfound respect. You know, for uh, for folks who are doing the same job. Yeah, totally. And um, I mean, tell me, I mean, basically, what what's kind of the cliff notes for breach clarity? Uh, sure, sure. I'll give you the you know, the, the thirty second version. Technically speaking, right, it's an algorithm-based set of products and services that says how meaningful any data breach is for victims on a 1 to 10 scale. So kind of like a, uh, a Richter scale of breaches. It tells you what the harms are, right, or the identity crimes that can result from any breach and what consumers should do about it. That's it. That's the long and short. A few different products, you know, in there, um, a lot of them digital oriented, but, you know, that's the heart. Okay, so I mean, obviously, there's a constant deluge of data breaches. I think, if I'm right in saying, it mm. looks like there's four breaches a day, something like that, is kind of the the average that we're looking at over a year or so. There's clearly an issue with like breach fatigue in that. I think right. a lot of people just assume that their data is out there at this point in time. You know, is is, is that the the concept behind it to sort of again look at which ones are probably the most egregious or the most harmful and act on those, and whereas avoiding the ones that are maybe more hype than actual damage. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of it, right? Um, I think clarity is really key. Um, but breach fatigue, I mean, that's that's real, right? I mean, that is a real thing. I'm not going to say it's not. But I think it's really a, it's a function of how the system is broken, right? So to your point, every day, you know, is three to four breaches on average, about $15 billion in fraud losses. That stuff is intricately, you know, it's connected. Um, but unfortunately, the way we deal with breaches, so as consumers and as organizations, um, it's, it's less than optimal, right? It kind of perpetuates or drives breach fatigue. I mean, consumers are getting these notifications and you know, those notifications are like form letters, right? So we take them, we look at them, say the same stuff every time, we throw them in the garbage. You know, we see this hype on the news, right? It's all FUD. It says every breach is the worst breach ever, you know, but every time, no matter what the breach is, you should always do the same thing, right? Freeze your credit or whatever. Um, it creates apathy. Equifax, right? Equifax was like a, a four out of 10. Um, and if, you know, Capital One, for 99% of the people affected by the Capital One breach, it's a three out of 10, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, different breaches have different risks. You want a 10? OPM was a 10. But if yeah. you're the everyday consumer, how can you tell the difference, right? You can't. So what do you do? I mean, you're going to throw up your hands. So if you help people understand, to your point, the real risks, and you help create a pathway for them to do something about it, that's what they're going to do. Because otherwise, they're just going to call their bank. Their bank's going to read them a script, right? That doesn't help the bank. It doesn't help the consumer. Meanwhile, these banks have things like two-factor off. They have card controls. They have alerts. They have all kinds of stuff that the consumers can and should turn on after a breach. But again, there's no pathway for them to do that. And so what do you end up with? Again, apathy, helplessness, breach fatigue. Um, and it's not the consumer's fault, right? It's the system's fault. I, I guess, how do you get people's attention in that, like I say, they're, they're probably a little bit sort of blind to the, the sheer volume of alerts that they're getting anyway. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Um, well, first and foremost, I think it's worth mentioning, there's a website today, breachclarity.com, where you can go and try it. Um, it's kind of like a like a, a light version, right? Um, but our goal is, you know, first and foremost, to raise awareness. And so that's, you know, working with, uh, you know, the media and good marketing, like, you know, any, you know, any product or service we try to do. Um, but we're aiming towards the consumer, 
right? So we want the consumer to, you know, trust the output, to, to trust the service. I mean, they're spending $4 billion a year on identity protection, right? right? Um, if we can convince them that maybe about $3 billion of that is wasted, and there are other places they should put their money um, or just better ways they can spend it around security. Mm. I think maybe that's going to incent them a bit, right, to get educated. Um, but we want to, them to feel like, you know, we are good scientific answers as to what they should do and how. You know what it's like? It's like personal health, right? If you ask a consumer, do you care about your security? They're all going to say yes. But, you know, you ask a security pro, are consumers any good at security? They're going to say absolutely not. But you, have to, you ask a consumer, you know, do you care about your health? You know, they're all going to say yes. But today, unlike like in the 80s, right, when we were kids, today, um, you know, there's a lot of good education around health. There are a lot of good services. You know, their food is much more accessible to be healthy. Um, we just need to make this stuff accessible, right? And that's what we're trying to do. You know, raise the education level, make it accessible. And when you do that, you know, much like with, you know, the, the fitness craze today, you know, people are going to get on board, right? Yeah. They're going to take advantage. They're going to sign up for spinning class, right? Um, I'm not signing up for spinning class, but you, you get my drift. Sure. Yeah, and uh, well, again, I can see the value in, again, that, that sort of diagnostic, how concerned should I be, I think. I mean, at, at the moment, as you say, there's, there's the breaches, it's all or nothing. So it's, it's either the sky's falling or it isn't. So to have that sort of nuance, I think, is, is pretty quite valuable. Um, what about, the, you've got, obviously, the, there's a relationship here with the ID Theft Resource Center. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so they are, and just a background for folks who don't know, uh, the ITRC is a nonprofit organization whose uh, goal it is to, is to help consumers after they experience fraud, right? And they have partnerships with the FTC and the DOJ. Um, I mean, for us, they're a strategic partner. Now, Breach Clarity is really a tool that helps consumers as well, right? We help them in the event of a breach. So there's some nice synergies there. Um, but, you know, really where the rubber, rubber meets the road in the relationship is that they maintain the largest public database of public breaches, right? Breaches where a notification has gone out. So we use that to fuel our algorithm. Um, but they are a separate organization. Okay, very good. And I mean, I think the bigger picture here, I mean, this is clearly, you know, this is an alert in terms of what to do after a breach has occurred. What's happening? What have you been focusing on in terms of the, the breach mitigation in the first place? Oh, man. Um, so I, here's the problem, Nick. I mean, like you, know, you hear everyone say like data is uh, the new oil, right? It's like the new gold. Um, I, I don't think we stop breaches. You know, I think there's there's too much data. The transmission and storage of it is porous, and it only becomes more valuable, right? So you have you know, unsecured remote access, misconfigured cloud servers, you have leaky apps, Magecart, quantum computing. Yeah. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, now, we can slow it down, I mean, to your point, right? So I think if we can get organizations to have a little more skin in the game when it comes to data security, because there's a ton of tools already they can be using. There's just not enough incentive for a lot of organizations to protect their data. You know, so if we can if we can do that, if we can raise walls around services and products that use the data, so better identity, better authentication, right? Just make it harder for the criminal. I think that's great. Um, but we have we have a lot of that stuff. The problem is breaches are a chronic condition, right? So we need to learn how to manage the symptoms of that. I mean, for you and I, you know, as consumers, we can either ignore a breach, you know, or we can you know we can choose to act. Uh, and again, if you educate people on what it means for them an easy way to address it, you know, then they're going to do something about it. Um, but do we stop breaches? You know, we slow them down, right? So it's a, it's a fact of life today, right? You can't put, you can't put it back in the box. 
that was Al Pascal from Breach Clarity and for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.